Welcome to the Sardis Fellowship Sermon Podcast. Today's message was originally preached on Christmas Eve 2020 by lead pastor Rod Heppel. This is the fourth and final message in our sermon series entitled Christmas Spirit Advent 2020. Check out sardisfellowship.com for more information about our church. Heaven's love reaching down to save the world. Those were the beautiful lyrics from the song that we just heard Jordan sing for us. You know, back in November, I was listening to those lyrics on the radio, and it caught my attention. I was thinking about tonight, actually, Christmas Eve, and the lighting of the Advent candles, and where our focus would be on Jesus. The Christ candle is what it's called that we're lighting tonight, and I was thinking about Jesus' birth, heaven's love coming down to save the world. Now, heaven represents God, and love is Jesus' very life that he gave for us, not for his own sin, but for us. And greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for one's friends. And that's what Jesus did. Reaching down means God came to do for us what we couldn't do for ourselves. Like a person drowning needs a helping hand to pull them up out of the water. So God had to reach down to save this world. To save the world means that we are the recipients of God's love by putting our trust in Jesus. Heaven's love reaching down to save the world. That's what Christmas is all about. The Christmas story is absolutely amazing. It's an amazing historical event. The birth of Jesus came about through many unusual challenges and happenings. The census, the journey, no room in Bethlehem, the angels, the shepherds, the manger, the star, the wise men, all of this makes for fascinating reading and and re-storytelling. But we must pause and ask ourselves, what is it all about? Like, what's the big deal about Jesus' birth? You've got to know the bigger story if it's going to be more than intrigue or sentiment. You need to know that this was all about a plan that God had for saving humanity. In fact, Galatians says that it came about in the perfect time. It says, but when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship. And John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. The birth of Jesus is all about God acting in history to bring about our salvation from our sin and condemnation to adopt us into his family as his children, that we will live with him for eternity. So that's the big deal about the birth of Jesus. It's the greatest news that the world has ever heard. It's the greatest story ever told, and we tell it every year. When the angel, the Lord, appeared to the shepherds, he said, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. And then the angel gave them a sign. A sign so that they would know how to identify this Savior who was just born. So verse 12 of Luke 2 says, You will find a baby wrapped in claws and lying in a manger. Or in some versions it says, wrapped in swaddling claws. Which was a common practice in the Middle East where they took strips of salty linen and they would wrap their babies up tightly to protect them from hurting themselves or scratching when they were kicking or trying to roll over. So, you probably wondered, as I have, if this was a common practice, this wrapping and swaddling clothes, how could this serve as a sign to the shepherds? Now, there's much written about this sign, 
and exactly what it meant and how it was applied. Where the truth lies is a little bit hard to ascertain. But the point is this, that when the shepherds saw the baby wrapped in claws and lying in a manger, they knew that this was the one. According to one tradition, these shepherds were tending the sheep that would one day be used for sacrifices in Jerusalem in the temple. Their job was to protect the lambs, especially when they were first born, so that they would not be bruised or get a broken leg. As part of their practice, they would wrap these little lambs in a similar kind of swaddling claws to protect them. And where did they lay them? They laid those lambs when they were first born in a manger on a soft bed of hay. So the sign to them was finding a baby, not a lamb, a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger, which is yet another symbol of Jesus, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. When the shepherds arrived in Bethlehem, they found it just as they had been told. So the sign worked. They saw it and they knew this one is the Savior. Have you ever had someone give you directions like using landmarks? They'll say things like, when you cross the bridge on your right-hand side, you'll see a little restaurant in the middle of a field. Take the very next street to the right, and we're the second driveway on the left-hand side. Ever had directions kind of like that? I have. And so you go driving along, and sure enough, you go over the bridge, and you see the little restaurant sitting precariously out in an open field, and you take the next turn to the right, and you go down two driveways to the left, and it works. The sign works. The landmarks work. The angel said, in the town of David, you'll find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. That one, that baby, he's the Savior. He's the Messiah. He's the Lord. And that's exactly what they found. What's the sign or landmark that you need to pay attention to this Christmas? For many of you watching today, you've come to that place of knowing Jesus as your Savior and he is also the Lord of your life. He's the one that you are seeking to follow and to be faithful in obeying him. But for others, you may have only heard the Christmas story through that lens of kind of intrigue. Or it has kind of a sentimental value. But it's never really taken lodging in your heart. You, you need to know that the Christmas story is heaven's love reaching down to save you. When it says to save the world, it has me and you in mind. And the sign that is given for us to know that God has reached down to save us is the death and resurrection of his one and only son, Jesus. That's the sign. One time the religious leaders asked Jesus to give them a sign to, uh, to prove that he was the one who he said he was. And Jesus gave them this answer. A wicked and adulterous generation asked for a sign, but none will be given it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of a huge fish, so the Son of Man will be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The, the sign is that Jesus is the Savior. The sign that Jesus is your Savior is his death, burial, and resurrection. You know, after the resurrection, the Apostle John records this. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. This Christmas, choose life in Jesus' name. This Christmas, if you've never put your trust in Jesus before, I invite you to do so. 
Ask him to forgive your sins, to come into your life and to make you a new person in Christ. And he will do that. Or maybe you're a Christian who's wandered off the path and you're not walking closely with Jesus as you once did. Then this Christmas, renew your commitment to him. Allow Christ to be the Lord of your life as he is the Lord of all creation. Allow the love of heaven to reach down and fill your heart with the forgiveness and the grace that God offers to each of us. We know that this Christmas is not like other Christmases. It's been harder. It's been lonelier. Things just aren't the normal way that they should be. But we also trust that you will find Jesus, his hope, his peace, his joy, his love in the middle of this all. We will get through this. So let's keep encouraging one another, praying for one another, reaching out to those who are in need, and let's be serving God. As we look back, we give thanks. As we look ahead, we trust God. But day by day in the present, we want to serve him. So let's do that. I'd like to close our time in prayer. Father, thank you so much that you are the God who loves us, that we can worship you with all of our heart no matter where we are. Most of us tonight in our homes, maybe some alone, being a part of this service, I would just pray that by the presence of the Holy Spirit, you would encourage and uplift the spirits of each person, that we would set our eyes on Jesus Christ and know that just as he arrived the first time, he is coming again, and we look forward to your second advent. And so we worship you this Christmas, Jesus our Lord, Jesus our Savior. In your name we pray, amen. God bless you, and have a Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening to the Sardis Fellowship Sermon Podcast. For more information on Sardis Fellowship, please check out sardisfellowship.com.